All right. As promised, we have a special guest. I would have never met Jolene had it not been for you, Jess, because you guys were in leadership together. I don't know that I would have met Jolene. I feel like I would have, actually. I feel like I would have met Jolene. Somehow our paths would have crossed. So Mm -hmm. Jolene and I went to uh, Greater Mankato Growth Leadership Institute together. And on the very first day, we had to stand up and introduce ourselves. There was 40 of us, 40 professionals, and say what our superpower was. And Jolene said, I communicate with animals. And that was her superpower. And I was like, well, I like her. (laughs) I want to know more. And uh, we, we hit it off instantly. I, I feel like, I don't know, mm-hmm. I shouldn't speak oh. for you, but. Uh, no, I agree. I, I feel definitely like agree. You, um, you're just a cool person. So I'm excited for everyone else to get to know Jolene as well. I have to Jolene ask, as well. Jolene, when, when you normally meet somebody new and you tell them that you can communicate with animals, mm-hmm. what is the average response? You know, I don't think I lead with that. Right. You know, Do so. You just, l- l- warm them up. Well, and you know, I think getting right with it has been part of my own journey a bit as well. So I think that's also part of why I don't lead with it necessarily. Um, So, yeah, but, you know, a lot of people, I would say their response is curiosity. Uh, Some people are like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And then other people just like, it's, it just kind of goes sure. past, sure. you know? Right. But I, you know, I would say that that's really kind of the range somewhere in there. Right. Mm-hmm. At, at first and foremost, people are going to wonder this. When, when you say communicate with animals, explain that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say more than anything, I listen. Sure. So a friend told me one once that, that he had read a book on animal communication because he really wanted to do it. And I didn't even know there was books on it. Uh, and he said, yeah, you can usually hear in one of four or five ways. You can either see images, hear words, you know, you can feel, uh, I think, an aroma. So like your five senses, senses. And he's like, which one is yours? And I'm like, kind of all of them. And uh, so when I'm connecting with an animal, um, you know, when you meet someone and you kind of catch their vibe yes, and like, oh, I'm totally going to hang out with this person. Like I like them. Uh, like a kindred spirit, I yeah, say. Yeah. A kindred spirit. And, and just even there's something easy about their energy or there's someone else that it's like, oh, they're just like a hard person to deal with right. and maybe a little more... Um, harsh and maybe like I still like them but maybe I don't want to hang out with them all the time and so that's actually part of a person's personality well when I first connect with an animal I invite them in to my energy in my space and that energy comes through in their personality so so right away one of the first things when I do an animal communication session is oh this is the experience of our connection so are they super shy or are they like in my lap, you know, um, just the different way animals would be. And then from there, the way I communicate my strongest sense is feeling. So if they have something going on, I literally feel it in my body. And if it needs a solution, I don't get to not feel it until we've found the right solution. Right. 
Interesting. And um, you can communicate with animals through a photograph or in person. Mm -hmm. I would say I have an easier time through a photograph, like when I'm in my own space Mm -hmm. and and they're likely in their own space uh, because I've found that I can hear and feel more clearly if I'm if I'm quiet and if I'm just really like in a meditative state. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes if it's in person, I'm either in their space and there's a lot of energy or they're in my space and there's a lot of energy because there's so many cool things or scary things or who knows. Um, so yeah, so a uh, photo or, or in person. At, at what point in your life did you figure out that you had the ability to do this? That's a great question. Uh, I would say it was, so I'm on like career five right now. (laughs) You know, I like to try lots of things. And uh, so I was in a career that I loved, but wasn't like my passion or my favorite. And I was trying to go a different direction. And I started doing intuitive work with people. And one of my people was, shared with me that their their dog had major major anxiety and they're like you know you you're you're so great at connecting with my energy and helping me unlock what i need for my next steps can you connect with my dog and i was like i don't know i will give it a try i guess and i did and i just i set a little bit of an intention and it was just it came through so clear and I was like, wow, well, that was kind of cool. And and the person followed through with everything this dog requested. And and even the imagery, this one was very much full of imagery and, and um, like showed me a specific bed that it wanted. And the person knew exactly what I was talking about. And they brought it back in the house. And, um, and the next day, uh, the person sent me a photo and was like, you know, normally I have to fight my way out the door, but my here's a picture of my dog and they're like laying across the living room hanging out. And that's why I was like, Oh, well that was, that was a quirk. That was pretty cool. Uh-huh. And I didn't really accept that it was a real thing. And, uh, but then they told a friend and, uh, and it was another like no denying. It was so clear. And, um, and I can tell a couple of stories about different interactions, but I would say after that, I thought, well, maybe maybe this is the direction I'm supposed to go. I always like to kind of meditate and listen, and what am I supposed to be doing in this life? And so I I just totally lost my train of thought where I was going. Um, so you you yeah. discover that like you do have a gift for communicating with the animals. And you mentioned at the beginning that it took you a little bit to reconcile that like with yourself. Yes. And so I'm a huge skeptic. So I was like, hmm, I got lucky a couple times there. Right. So I offered it to everybody I knew for free. I was like, tell your friends, anyone who has a pet, I'm doing this whenever I got time, like whenever I'm not at work, I'm I'm just going to try. And I would say I had about an 80% success rate of successful readings, clear readings, clear connections. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, there, there might actually be something here. Maybe I really can. And then it also started to become clearer. Like in my daily life, I'd be hanging out at the time I was dating this gentleman and we, we each had a dog and I'd be like, the, they're clearly, you know, telling us they need this. And he's like, I don't know how you know this. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and so, so I think looking back, I've been able to do it a long time, but it wasn't until about seven or eight years ago that it's like, oh, I, I can, like, this is real and I can do this. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's when you were explaining this to me, it's not actually like you hear them speaking to you in English, right? Usually every once in a while, I'll get a, a pretty clear statement. Really? But that is very rare. Really? Mm-hmm. It, well, the, it's funny. I showed you a, a, a picture of my cat, Rafe, that I had for almost 18 years and you pegged his personality. Immediately. Immediately. And he had, he literally thought everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. He was, the, I, it, my, it drove my dad crazy. Cause he acted like a dog. He would come home. He would f- come to the door when I would come home in the afternoon, he would follow you around the house. It was never, I'm going to the bathroom. He'd be like, we are going to the <laughs> it totally bathroom. Was. And that's how he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he didn't care. There were no rules. You could make rules, but he didn't follow them. No. Cause he was way too special. He thought, like, and if yeah. you want a self-assured, <laughs> if you want a lesson in self-assuredness, like connect with that cat. Right. <laughs> That is it. <laughs> that was totally him. That was exactly who he was too. So while I was, and so you obviously, because we're talking about it, you can connect with pet, pets who who have passed as well. Yes, which I imagine people probably love that. I mean, it's sad, but like also comforting. Exactly. I actually couldn't say it better. That's that's exactly it. You know, especially when there's. Um, maybe people made decisions or are wondering if they made the right decision or they just need some sort of resolve or, mm-hmm. um, you know, so a lot of my clients are either as their pet is nearing end of life um, and just wanting to make sure that they've fulfilled their life as much as they can. And others are once they've passed, you know, um, is there anything, some people are like, is there anything different? And animals are so interesting because they're like, no, how things happened or how it was meant to be. That I've never had an animal come back and be like, no, you were totally, like, you missed this sign. Like, <laughs> right. animals don't live in that world. Yeah. No, you, it, it, you, know what, you know what I really like when I met you? You reassured me that I'm not crazy because I grew up. That in, makes one of us. No, I'm just <laughs> I grew up in a rural environment where people didn't believe that animals had the same emotion and energy that people have. And I was like, I, I, I mean, to me, anybody who's, who's ever encountered a cat or a dog or any other, how could you not, right? You see their emotion mm-hmm. and, and they love, they, they miss people. They feel pain. They, they, they get sad, right? Mm-hmm. It's all of that stuff. So they feel a lot of the same emotions that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And, and most people, but there are people that don't believe that mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that came from or how that got started. But to me, they're no less of a living being than we are. You know, just a, a little food for thought. I think there's also a lot of people who don't know how to feel their own feelings. Mm. And so when people aren't able to do it, it's hard to imagine that other beings are. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Because really you, you actually did tell me a story of a, a dog that actually relate a message to you about a medical issue that he was having. Oh, yes. That was mm-hmm. an interesting story. Go ahead and tell that. Yeah. So uh, uh, this was actually a, a veterinarian or a chiropractic, uh, animal chiropractic reached out and they were working with a small dog um, who ha- had been throwing up 
nonstop for over a week. And they were on the highest doses of, of anti-throw-up or anti-emetic um, medication that they could be put on. And, and they were really at the last step. They were like, we're going to have to um, put this dog down if we can't figure this out. Like, we just can't stop it. And they were like, can you connect? And they did make a request that it be only physical because sometimes it is emotional or spiritual that comes through. So I did my best to put the sideboards on. And as soon as I connected, I just got this image of this big dog stepping on this little dog. And uh, so I, I and it, but it was not malicious. There was not an ounce of malicious. It was like they were playing, got stepped on. So I asked, I said, you know, this is what I'm seeing. Is that a possibility? And right away, oh, yeah, they live with an Irish wolfhound, which is just like a massive Jeez. dog. And they it's were like a horse. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And so instantly I could feel, um, so I have a, I have a pretty good handle on, on human anatomy and I feel it in my body and then I have to kind of translate it. Right. But right away it felt like a collapsed common bile duct, which is like where your gallbladder kind of works and helps with digestion. And if that gets blocked, you can get nauseous. Right. I was like, it feels like it's collapsed. Um, and it doesn't, Feel like it, like I can usually invite in different solutions to see which one feels right. And I said it just needs this kind of like an osteopathic or a myo, myofascial, but more for organs, uh, release work to open that up, get that working again. And that feels like that's all that's needed. Like that's it. So uh, they got back to me a couple days later and they're like, not only is the dog like not throwing up anymore, the dog is literally acting like they're like two, seven years younger, something like that. So what? just complete turnaround, just like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. when, when He saved his life. Possibly. Oh. Right. Mm -hmm. when, when these animals convey a message to you, any form of communication, whatever, do you have the ability to reciprocate and communicate with them? Somewhat. So we, animals are really, really receptive. And, you know, a lot of times, like I can give the message, but a lot of times it comes better from their person. The, what I really work with there is, is helping to guide the person to speak to the animal in the way animals understand the most, which I refer to it as the language of the universe. So we're always speaking in positives we're uh, staying away from nose or contractions like don'ts. So let's say you have an anxious dog and you're you're getting ready to leave and you say, don't worry. So they don't really, the don't gets confusing and the no gets confusing. And so what they kind of just translate that to is worry instead of don't worry. So a great message in that case is, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to head out for a little bit. I'll be home. Why don't you chill out? I'd love it if you just relax till I get back. Mm. And uh, and that's a it, it, like the energy of it. Like right. animals really speak in energy. Um, I know some people like Caesar Milan, some people don't. But if you ever watch his show and you just watch the energy that he works with, that's why he can be pretty successful. Is because he's speaking with the energy. So the energy behind the words matches the the actions and the energies putting out there. Right. And that's what's most important 
So, so yes, to answer your question, I can give those messages, but I think it's even stronger that I can help other people give the right messages as well. Mm. So can people line their pets up for therapy sessions with you? Uh, say more, I guess. I, <laughs> I you know, like, like, I, I mean, we're, I, I don't know. You, you bring them, you lay them out on the couch and be like, what's wrong? And do they, do they, <laughs> do they spill their guts? And do they just like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so do they tell you who in the house is like driving them nuts or, Hey, you know, I don't like the new dog food. I, or I don't prefer dog food. I would like to eat what everybody else eats. I mean, what, what kind of is that what they do or is it all medical stuff? Oh, no, no. So uh, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. So uh, they don't, as well, as far as I know, they don't chill out on the couch because, again, we're doing this remotely, but right. it's a great visual. Like, exactly. Because Rafe would have hit the couch. No. He would have spilled his guts. He, he would have had a lot of grievances yeah. to air. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, so food is a huge one. Really? Uh, that's a really big one. Uh, and it, it really... Like it does kind of come back to the medical part, but you know, if an animal is really like having some strange, you know, bowel movements or something, or just really not getting a handle on it, it's like, oh, let's check the food. And so uh, with that, a lot of times if people are curious, is it a good food? Is Is it a right food? For one, I always tell people, you know, you need to talk with your vet. Like right. veterinarians are are really amazing professionals, and they really care about your animals, and so so that's one direction. But then also, I will have them send me a couple of pictures, like email me a couple of pictures of different foods that they would be comfortable with, and uh, and then we can pick through and kind of rank them. Also, sometimes it's just like we'll uh, like I was just re- recently dealing. Well, I, a ton of different animals just flooded through my brain. But so recently I was working with this cat and um, and the protein source wasn't right. And I'm trying to think like, I think they couldn't have chicken, um, but they they had really good response to like white fish or sea fish, seafood. Um, but do, so this is where we balance with that, with the veterinarians again, is um, because of some other issues that cat has, like salmon was not an option for that cat. So so it really is like balancing a bit of what what the cat wants and I try to get really clear on is this a want or or is this like really what's good for my body. And um and but then you know it's always good to have that that insight from a medical standpoint as well. So a lot of these sessions are not like they don't physically bring the animal to you. Do you get them on Zoom? I mean, how, how does that? No. So literally all I need to connect with the animal is a picture. Really? So so we schedule a time, and uh, which I made it easy online uh, booking there. Um, but you schedule a time. You, you email me a picture of your animal ahead of time. And then I call you at the time of our session. And I just need the phone to talk to you, but I don't need anything else to talk to the animal. Though we do go through, I always start sessions with intentions and uh, with some asking permission and getting really comfortable, especially with timid animals. Uh, sometimes, you know, they're just, they're super shy, but they're, they're, they trust their person. Sure. And so when their person's like, hey, Jolene's good, I want you to share with her, please share with her you know, this is for your greatest good, then then we're usually able to get some good information that way. When you're just functioning, I'll, no, I'll let you. I'll, I, I, <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I know, I got to ask one more. And then, then I'll, <laughs> but I have to ask this. As you just make your way through life, 
perhaps a stroll in a park and you encounter animals, do you have to put blinders on so you don't get any of this feedback or communication? To some degree, yes. Um, I would say I... Like when I'm out in the woods, then I'm actually pretty open just because that's like my comfort place. I really? like being out in the woods. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, though sometimes when I'm in the woods, I go there to clear my mind. And so the busier my mind is, uh, the more information my mind is processing, automatically I'm a little bit more closed off from hearing messages. So which is kind of a nice thing sometimes because it can get overwhelming. Um because I'm really great at picking up energy where it's really difficult for me and I have to really like focus like, okay, I I need to just only feel what's mine is when right. I'm going into large crowds. Okay, sure. Um, because that's, that's extremely challenging for me because it's like I have my own stuff I'm working on and then <clears throat> I kind of pick up everybody else's too. And, right. And so that can be... That can be a bit challenging. Did you grow up in a, a one more, one more? <laughs> did, did, <laughs> did you grow up in, when you talk about the, the forest and, and the wilderness and wherever, being your spot, your happy spot, did you grow up in an environment like that or was, or was that just, where did you? I grew up in Mankato. Really? And, yeah, I did. Wow. And, but I even, I mean, yeah. You, you can, would, you would go bananas where I grew up. I grew up 20 miles south. She used to work up there. Oh, yeah, that's right. I worked in the woods for a long time. So you know all about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like you, it's, I I tell people that's something special that if you've never experienced, you have to go out and do it. Mm -hmm. That's because down here, I tell these people, I was like, you don't know the country. You don't, well, you can call it country because, but if you get up in the undisturbed wilderness in northern Minnesota, it's a completely different ball game. Oh, absolutely. It's just crazy, right? Yeah, you can, you can walk for days and not, you never get anywhere outside my back off, off my back porch. I could walk hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, you'd never get in anywhere. Just Eventually, nuts. you'd get to Canada if you went the right you, direction. You'd have to cross. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to cross into Canada at some point. But yeah, it's crazy. So all right, I know. I I, I still have a few questions, but I'll that's let fine. You can ask more. I Go just ahead. get to ask a couple. So you kind of answered this one because George and I were thinking the same thing. Why it doesn't have to be pets? Like you, you do feel the energy and can get messages from wildlife too? I can. I would say that it's not it's not probably my best language or mm-hmm. my clearest connection. It's like they they speak with a different accent, so I don't always catch it. I guess that would be the the best analogy I can use. Like Spanish or I mean <laughs> I mean seriously is it no, I wouldn't say that, but the, the feelings are different. Um, and because so much of the information that I get is through feelings, yeah. uh, I would say it's just like that part's different. Got it. Um, and sometimes also the messages are different. Like sometimes, like really when I'm interacting with nature, it's like I'll, I'll keep interacting with the same animals like this or the same species of animals and it's like okay if i have seen whatever this animal is more than three times on one walk like i need to pay attention Mm -hmm. because there's probably a message for me in here as well so it sometimes it's what they need sometimes it's actually what i need so um and and it's usually like there's there's like an example i 
I, I spend a lot of time, I like to walk in the outdoors. And I was uh, living in the cities, but I had found a couple of cool little pockets. And I was walking along and uh, there was grasshoppers, was grasshoppers everywhere. And I was like, oh, okay, there's grasshoppers, you know, and they kind of bang into you and whatnot. You're walking along and I'm like, okay. And then the next day I went for a walk in the same area and I, I was like inundated with grasshoppers. And I was like, whoa, okay. Maybe there's a message. I don't know. The next day, it, I was like, oh, I wonder if 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 there's a message here. And right as I had the thought, I am not kidding, a grasshopper like bounced and just hit me smack dab <laughs> in the middle of the forehead. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I will stop walking and get quiet and listen to your message. <laughs> Thank you. And then and then what's what's really crazy to me is the next day I went out and. I don't even think I saw a grasshopper. Weird. Yeah. So that sort of thing happens uh-huh. to me sure. often. Wow. I want to I want to ask you about cardinals because oh. there seems to be I don't know if you call it a myth or urban legend or a belief that seeing cardinals is like a message from a, a loved one. Mhm. Yeah. I've I've heard that same as well. And yeah, I think I Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because she, that you're basically saying re-car- reincarnation. No, I don't. I don't know if if it's so much that as I. I mean, that or, I don't. Is, I don't is, believe that. But is, it's like like a a message, like a visit from a cardinal. As I've heard, it is like a message from a loved one. Like yeah, the cardinal, okay. not like they are no, the cardinal. No, no I've I've yeah. heard that too. But I, I'm just when I when I you couldn't. Couldn't you just pick any bird? I mean, they're just. Well, I don't know. There's there's some significance to a cardinal because that's the bird right. that yeah. I've heard used. And, so and just I, curious if you've had any experience with cardinals or if you. Do people ask you questions like that? They, yeah. <laughs> and I would say that, yeah, cardinals are very much like I get a lot of messenger energy from them. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't necessarily get the messages from them other than I do have a few that visit me. And I would also say that, yeah, they're a messenger for me. Mm-hmm. So I think there is some something to it. I I don't necessarily think that every single time, like if I'm out on a walk, I don't necessarily think every single time I see a cardinal, there's a message for me. Mm-hmm. But where when I usually am really again tune in to listen is there a message for me it's when it keeps occurring when it happens more than a few times it's like oh this one this one is bringing me a message Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't know if that's true or not um that's just been the way i've experienced it. i was just curious because we're talking about animals and i know that's something that i've heard before we have a cardinal his name is winston i don't know if he's out there right now and clementine and clementine's his wife um (laughs) We're very weird. We name our wildlife. I love it. Uh, well, we Steve's our raccoon. Steve's not good. Steve's, no, Steve's, Steve's troublesome. A, Steve's in a bad place. <laughs> but you know what? He comes and he goes when he's not in jail. But that was just, you know, it's something that I've heard for a long time. So I was just curious, um, you know, with your knowledge and experience, if you had any insight on that. Um, you have a dog, right? I do. 
Harry. Harry. Do you and Harry like chat or like how does that work with him being part of your family? So Harry is very uh, expressive and <laughs> what, what, I want to meet Harry. What, what, what kind of a dog is Harry? I have no idea. He's he, just a Heinz he kinda, 57. Yeah, type. he okay. kind of looks like Benji. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, he's so cute. And uh, he can be so stubborn. And yeah, I I really enjoy him. And I would say like we communicate more like people communicate with their animals sure. like every day, like, Oh, you're hungry. Like I just opened a bag of chips and it's like, Oh, we suddenly he's right there. You know, <laughs> like we do a lot of that. Um, he is a rescue though. And uh, so I've had a few, like what I would refer to as sessions with him to help move some of that emotion and some of that past pain and uh, to just really allow him to get more comfortable mm. being in this world. And right. and so I think there's a little bit of a difference between like day-to-day communication and then just really getting intense and having a session. And I've, I think we've had two or maybe three. So Would you recommend if someone is bringing a pet into their home, like would a session be beneficial? I would say yes, especially if there's other um, animals in the home as well. I I think that um, yeah, it can really it can it can help bring some insight into mm-hmm. transitions and maybe even help it along. So that wow. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Your turn. I, I have to ask this question: Are you vegan? I'm not. Okay, just mm-hmm. the reason because everybody that's listening to this right now is thinking the same thing. I'm like, if if. I mean, I've always felt a connection with animals, mm-hmm. but if I, I mean, I just, cause I can't even watch some of those documentaries, oh, I know. you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I can't. So I'm thinking about, and I've tried to, uh, embrace plant-based proteins <laughs> and stuff. Cause the more I think about it, I'm like, my God, that is, I mean, I don't know what, what, if you were to pull up to a truck that was hauling cattle oh. to us, I mean, seriously, you you would have to block that out. There, yeah. So this is this is a a great um, internal debate that I have that I get to now talk about out loud. Right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's so a few things. One is that a lot of farmers are amazing with their animals. Sure, mm-hmm. and. Um, do a lot to really ensure a, a good life. There is also, you know, people who are really huge production farmers and, and you know, th- those practices don't feel as good. And honestly, if I do consume that um, sort of produced meat, then I really feel awful. Um, so I try to really make choices where either I know the farmer or I know that system or eating wild game. Uh, and it's still, yeah, it's a really, it's a. Because it, animals eat each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like, that's the way things work. Mm-hmm. But still, I just believe that evolving, we've reached this point where we know it's not necessary, but it's convenient and it, you know, it's satisfying and it's, I don't. There was a documentary that we watched and I'm not going to remember the name of it because we've watched a lot of these food documentaries, Mm -hmm. but it was like kind of about the energy, like what you're saying, Jolene, like if you're eating free range chicken, the energy of that food is going to be different as you consume it and how you feel than eating 
you know, chickens that had really poor quality mm-hmm. lives. Well, and also, so so plants also have a lot of energy. Yes, and, yeah, I figured that out as well. They're, they're, they're very much alive. Very much. And I get a lot of information from plants as well. So um, maybe not, well, I can't say not as much as as with animals. So like um, pretty much any time I'm, I'm consuming another bean, whether it be a plant bean or an animal bean, like that energy is really affecting me regardless of, of what kind of bean it is. Can you look at a tree and kind of get that same feel that you get when you talk to animals? A fair bit, yes. Really? And uh, in, in fact, there was... So I went to I went to school. I do acupuncture and oriental medicine as well, and there's herbology portions of it. And before I went through the herbal classes, I worked with a friend, and I would keep my eyes closed, and they would place herbs in my hand, and I would feel what does this herb do, where does it go, and what how does it behave, and uh, just to see, like and. And it was pretty right on uh, with with what the traditional training is around really? herbs. So, mm-hmm. wow, yeah, you're fascinating. That is interesting. What about a zoo? Like, yeah. what what is happening for you if you visit a zoo, or is that not a place that you go? Oh no, uh, some zoos are really amazing places. Um, it, I, I guess, it depends on the animal and the zoo. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I always have very interesting experiences at zoos because <laughs> oh, it's, it's like animals can can tell, and so I get I <laughs> tend to get a lot of like interaction and attention. The tigers like right so, here. <laughs> so they, they can, hello. They can tell that they can, that you are receptive to their communication. I would I would have to say answer that with a yes. Wow. Uh, and even animals, it's very interesting. Um, people don't have to be with their pets when I do an animal communication session. But I tell them it might be nice. And I always ask that they're in a like a quiet or a calm location so so that there's not a lot of distractions. But I would say w- listening to people watching their animal during a session is is really awesome because the animal like you can tell that we're interacting it's also very odd though because animals don't actually even have to be awake um so some but usually during a session like once we start getting into things they'll wake up and 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 uh, start behaving just a little bit differently so interesting mm-hmm. do, do you uh, encounter a lot of skeptics when it comes to D- telling people about what you do, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Um, well, I, I would say this: mm-hmm. everybody that has pets that I know, including myself, talks to them mm-hmm. in the, without in the, you just do it right. Oh and yeah, because they become part of the family, mm-hmm. and you literally will find yourself just talking to them, not giving them commands, but having conversation at least one way. <laughs> You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So people, mm-hmm. people do that and they don't even catch themselves. And I'm like, well, if you don't believe that he understands, and they do, because if you if you notice, dogs will sit and listen. Mm-hmm. And, and Rafe would sometimes sit and listen and then he would just get disgusted and leave. Or they know like if you've had a bad day. Yes. They, or if they you're can sad. Sen- they can totally mm-hmm. sense emotion. 100%. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. 
This is so cool. It is. Like, I want to hire you to come with us to pick out our cat. We have, well, I, <laughs> like, I, I'm a big believer because I had to, mm-hmm. right? And they do very well together because uh, just, I grew up, well, you know where I grew up. And it's just like, there was always, but it was barn cats there, right? Mm-hmm. But they're, as much as people would like to believe that cats are completely solitary creatures, if you get a couple of them, they do become best friends. And they follow, they just, they had the best life together, you know? So I think that two of them, because when you're not home, they're not as lonely, right? So sometimes, sometimes, yes. Uh, I have encountered cats that are just like, why did you bring them here? Anybody (laughs) but them. Right, really? Yeah, so so it, it does happen. I would say, you know, more times than not, it happens the way you're describing where they're really good buddies, but... Uh, yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, what did you do to me? Right. Like, is it so, better if you get them together? Well, I, Not I, always. Really? Not always. Wow. So you can have like like sibling feuds? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, or it's I'm, not like I'm, that, or just people who just don't like each other. Yeah, it's more like just people like coworkers. Who don't, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, man, that's a nightmare. Now I'll be thinking about that. I'm like, like good whole Randall in accounting. <laughs> right. Like, thanks. They're real fun to hang out with. Awesome. Suppose, I'm a spreadsheet person. I suppose if they don't have personality types that click, right? Right. And maybe, right. That, maybe they're like, that's not a kindred spirit. Like I say, maybe they're immediately like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> that is funny. Well, that's just, it's interesting because I think a lot of people, what, what what's the number one issue people have mostly? If you If you had to have one, that comes in more than anything else, what would be the number one issue most people come to you when it comes to their animals? I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Dead air. Yeah, sorry about no. that. No, no, sorry. no, no. I just had to let it's, people know that, yes. that are listening. Yeah, like, okay. we're, st- we're still yeah, here. Yeah, we're still here. We're still here. I, I don't know if there's a one. I would really? say common ones are really those end of life, um, finding new pets. Oh, sure. Uh, also, the food. Food is a really, really big, big one and finding the right one. And overall, I would say if there's a common thread, it's it's what can I do that I'm doing the best and the and the right thing for my pet. Right. Like mm-hmm. people really care about their animals and that's and the people who use my services, that's really, really evident. Like it's all it's it's almost in some ways just wanting assuredness that that what they're understanding and what they're picking up is is truly what what that animal is wanting. So, and another thing, you, the less information I have before a session, the better. Really? Because the more my mind isn't involved, the better, the clearer the information. Just like, so you showed me a picture. The only thing I knew about your cat was that they had passed away. Yeah. And um, if you would have told me other information, it a it leads me to second guess myself and. Uh, and my brain gets involved. And so, yeah, the less information I know, the better. And then what's really beautiful about that is when the animal brings forward, hey, I really like, you know, when we do rally together for a dog. Uh, or I really, you know, um, sometimes I get like a really clear, like I love the mousy toy, but this other one, like, mm, you know, then then we really know this is really clear information. Um, and it takes a lot of the, oh, she just picked that up because I said something. Right. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in Mankato with this practice? 
So I moved here uh, about two years ago. Oh, that's why I yeah. had, I was like, there's, how did yeah. I not know about yes. you? Yeah. So I was living up north and right. then I was in the cities because I went back to school for acupuncture oriental medicine. Sure. And then just recently um, moved back to Mankato and this is where I opened up my, my acupuncture practice. So, and with animal communication, because it's from pictures, I have, I have clients in Washington state and Texas. I got, I have people all over. We've got listeners in New York city, <laughs> Seattle also, and yeah. Boston. Yeah. So Perfect. they can like our, oftentimes when we have guests, it's things that are like a local store or a local. So it's cool that, that, yeah, that they is. can reach out to you. Um, and, and use your services from anywhere in the country. And what is the best way to connect with you or find your um, online life? <laughs> yes. So um, as Jess has shared with me, I maybe am not out there, probably to the <laughs> level I need to be. But for right now, what I do have is a website. Uh, it's uh, www.nonajolene.com or uh, how do you sp- how do you spell the front end of that? N O N A. Gotcha. And then Jolene is J O L E N E. Oh, good, good. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Okay. And uh, yeah, nonajolene.com or talk to animals with jolene.com. Either of those will take you to my website and there's online booking and um, yeah, and then there's also contact information if people have questions ahead of time. I love it. We got we got to have you back for uh, to talk about acupuncture. Yeah. I do. I I'm I'm, I'm believing because I mean, you run the gamut on all these different treatments for a lot of different things, specifically with me, tendons and joints, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I've encountered at my age, uh, lifting weights. My personal trainer is so irritated with me because I'm having this shoulder pain and it's like, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And he's like, if you don't do anything, I can't help you. And right. he keeps mm-hmm. telling me, just try acupuncture. So. <laughs> Like, so, seriously, I'm, I'm finally yeah. ready to just try. It. I think, I think yes. yeah, yeah, yes. I, that'd be a great. Uh, you try it, and we get you both yeah. back in yeah, that's here a good and, idea. and have a discussion mm-hmm. because uh, the more I dig into it, the more I become a believer. And I haven't never experienced it yet. I met someone the other day, and we're going off on an acupuncture tangent now. But I met someone the other day, and he was telling me that you know he's into CrossFit and he's doing all these things. And he goes, and then I met this acupuncturist, and I think she saved my life. And I was like, oh no way, that's so awesome. I said, I said, I'm thinking about trying it. And he goes, well, you got to meet Jolene. And I was like, <laughs> I know Jolene. <laughs> so that was kind of a fun, like, full circle uh, moment. That is, that is, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, we do appreciate you stopping by. We're going to have you back, and we're going to chat about uh, acupuncture and oriental medicine as and well. I'll leave awesome. a link to your website in the show notes so that oh, people that can great. find you uh, really easily. And this was so much fun. Thank you for Absolutely. sharing your knowledge and. Um, Thanks for coming over to the Moon Lounge. Yeah, thank you. What do you think of the decor? We have to ask you before you go. <laughs> it's pretty fabulous. Is it? <laughs> yes. It's a bit out there, isn't it? Oh, uh, it, it's great. It's- <laughs> it is. <laughs> I like weird stuff. <laughs> you do. Jess loves weird stuff. All right. We'll be back. Well, you, 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 oh, I was going to say, I've really enjoyed, like, you have this beautiful yard and just, it's been so beautiful to just sit and look at this nice green and before, it's finally green. Before we go. That tree right out there, that ash tree, is the one that Jess is drawn to. And it's just to, which would be your right, there's a gigantic oak tree that I feel a bond with. And I don't Isn't I that have, weird how you feel connected to a tree? 
Mm, yeah, no, I don't think it's weird. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're asking the wrong person yeah. that question. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that. My my boss is has a uh, willow tree, and she's like, I just feel so like so connected to this tree. And I was like, Oh, I, we have an ash tree, mm-hmm. and so I'm very protective of it because of the emerald ash. I'm like trying to whisper it like so it doesn't hear me. <laughs> the emerald ash borers in North Mankato, and I'm like mm-hmm. very worried about my tree mm-hmm. because it's so special. Is it? Is there any way you could convince the deer to not come in and eat my flowers every night? <laughs> you know, I really, I haven't had much success in that, you know, oh, in man. that, you know, I, it's, I didn't even think about that. Like, know, can, you, can you talk to these wild uh, well, animals? I, I, had, I had done a lot of yard work over the past couple of days and I won and I looked at the forecast. And I'm like, okay, I can get the annuals in. Right. So I did a bunch around the house, but then back in the ravine, I built a pollinator garden and it's just gradually starting to bud because I used a bunch of wildflower seeds. But I did plant some of the remaining uh, wave petunias and stuff that were left over and I planted them out there. I was like, oh God, that look, what a great start to the- Did they po- eat them? They ate every one of them. Oh. <laughs> I got up this morning, I walked out there and like they literally chowed every oh single one of them. Giving messages to animals is sometimes like giving messages to a two-year-old. Like, uh, sure. like yeah. you, you told them and you know they heard it, but you know. Right. Mm. That's as far as yeah, we're going to go with exactly. that. Exactly. All right. We will have you. Uh, again, we'll leave a link to where you can find Jolene. And uh, I tell you what, if, if you want to talk to your pet. This is so cool. <laughs> if you want to know what he's saying, anyways, or she, uh, it, it would be a great encounter. Well, thanks for stopping by. Thank you.